can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Welcome to Spoiler Nation, the podcast where we have spoiler-filled discussions on the latest movies and TV shows. My name is Howie, and I'm the senior editor at IsolatedNation.com. Hey, this is Reese. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Reese writes about movies for us sometimes. Yeah. Also, well, only sometimes. So, in this episode, we're going to spoil the uh, much-anticipated Alien Covenant, the sequel slash prequel to Alien. And Prometheus, kind of. And Prometheus, John Wick 2, and Adult Swim's animated series, the revived season of Samurai Jack. Final season. Final season, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I'm sure we've all seen Get Out at this point. If you haven't, please go and see it. One of the best movies this year, yeah. easily. Um, directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame. First movie. Is this his first movie? What about the that uh, Keanu, that cat one? Oh, yeah. Did he do that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't can, know. Yeah. I don't know if he that directed it. I don't know if, if he directed it, but him and uh, Keegan-Michael Key were yeah. the main characters. Which is, you know, I feel like that was kind of a riff on John Wick. Yes. Too, yeah. Which is funny because we're going to talk about that in a bit so this movie get out obviously you know came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, i didn't even know if we were gonna get it in australia yeah i wasn't sure either i so, thought it was thanks. gonna be like probably straight to dvd but it did so well in america that they're like why not like try another market and here it's yeah. done really well this I is think. a universal studios yeah thing so yeah. thanks Thank universal you. yeah thanks for that <laughs> great movie mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna talk about the ending because i guess an alternate ending was was it leaked online or something no it was um it was just announced yeah it was just uh, i guess anticipation of the dvd in america they sometimes like release oh here's a bonus feature right it's a a promo it's a promo yeah so they announced that there was in fact an alternate ending to the ending of get out that we saw in theaters yeah, we're going to be talking about that so if you don't want to be spoiled uh yeah just jump off a bridge. <laughs> um, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't. Um, we, we love you guys. Just skip a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll time mark it in the end. Okay, so in the actual ending of Get Out, um, you know, he he escapes the crazy uh, asylum people. <laughs> well, not asylum, but like the crazy white people who mm-hmm. are trying to take... Hijack his body. Yeah, hijack his body. And he, uh, he gets out really easily. No, it's a struggle, I think. Really? Yeah, he's like sweating, he's grunting, he's having to just murder. I mean, he, he does get out, but it, I think it's kind of a struggle. Okay, well, it's it's not as much as a struggle as um, other slasher flicks where, you know, like as soon as he heads for the, you know, he tries to get out, everyone who tries to stop him fails. Yes. Very, like, easily. Yeah. And then um, he runs out the door, and then there's a fight between him and... His Alison Williams, mm. his ex-girlfriend. By that point, I guess she is an ex. Yeah. It's not spoken out loud, but you got to assume. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then she... And he chokes her to death. Yeah. And then a police car comes. And the whole audience goes, Ugh. Yeah. At least at the screening I was in. And I was doing that too. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And uh, this is where the key difference comes in. Yeah, so in the original ending, 
it turns out, you know, we thought they were cops, but it turns out it was his friend. Who's, who uh, he talks to throughout the movie on the phone about, oh, this is so weird. Yeah, What's you got to get on? out of there. And his friend is like the main source of humor. Yeah, the comic, the comic relief, like the comic storyline, he gets yeah. that yep. throughout the movie. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like a, an airport security guy or something. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's a great comedic note yes to what would have been a dour ending yeah especially when he's been like kind of clownish and he shows up at the moment he needs him most yeah. it's kind of a it's a touching ending yeah. as well it's a little you know if you kind of pick it apart it's easy to do of like oh how did he get there true i found it really satisfying on a kind of dramatic and comedic level yes though. yeah it was a really it was a good ending it was yeah. a strong ending yeah but it was originally going to be um, it's the same scene. He chokes her to death, and then cops come, and they they turn out to be actual cops, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they and they arrest him. Yeah, and then cut to him in jail. Yeah, to, uh, talking you know on that like sp- uh, sp- split screen phone call thing between with the heavy glass. Yeah, He's talking to his friend to the same friend who they have this really meaningless exchange, which uh, kind of heightens how depressing the ending is. Yeah. What is it like? Uh, I don't know. But you can watch it online. Yeah. And then the final shot is him going back to his cell and then that's it. Yeah. So racism. Yeah. You know, it exists, which the kind of the whole point of the movie was that for sure. And I think this ending was at odds, the original ending. It was at odds with the sort of slightly surreal and uh, kind of tone throughout the whole movie. It was like this very like real dour yeah flat you'd leave like feeling just like not that your time was wasted but you have this big case of blue balls because a lot of the last third is predicated on you wanting him to escape and he's competent like yeah. like you said at yes. escaping yeah so you're very invested in a le- in a way of him escaping and getting out there and when it's his friend it's like a relief and it's funny and it's like sweet and it's i think it's for a movie that's pretty dark as it is that it ends on that note it was just very satisfying on a dramatic level and this ending original ending was obviously like a lot heavier i get what it's trying to go for Mm. uh, but i think i like the idea but on an execution level it's it feels deflating it's very deflating it's not potent enough to be that gut punch tragic social commentary type ending that it won't like last as an image in your mind, you know. When you walk out of there, that won't you'd want to you'd want to not talk about the ending. You wouldn't yeah. want to talk about it in discussions. Exactly. You'd want to accept it from the conversation. Yeah. It would even yeah. if there was an alternate alternate ending, I would have preferred it if they just like shot him and yeah. then it just credits. Yeah, that would be more that's like powerful. A, that's a nihilistic yeah. ending. Yeah. Which but, I'm glad they know. went with the actual ending that they did. But um, I think overall. People prefer the original ending. I don't think anyone misses this alternate ending. Uh, I prefer the one that we got to see in theaters. Yeah, not that this one. Al- alternative one. Yes. So just uh, yeah, some two cents on that one. Anyway, yeah, for sure, see it if you haven't. Yeah, well, see it really, again. So yeah, good. see it again because yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Okay, let's move on to John Wick Chapter Two. Another one that we got very late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A few months later, after its release in the US. Yes. I, I thought we weren't going to get that one either. Directed by Stuntman mm-hmm. from The Matrix. 
and stars Keanu Reeves as the titular John Wick. Don't forget Morpheus.、Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in this one too. Yeah, he's in John Wick too. He's in the cast. Which is, a, which is okay, yeah, fine. Yeah.、Uh, it's a glorious cameo. Yeah, well, it's a bit more than a cameo. He's in like a few scenes, sort of near the end. Well, it's a it's a glorified cameo. I don't know. Well, he's in ten minutes at least. <laughs> fine, fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Whatever. Minor character. He's a minor character. Okay. Yeah, it gave me some, you know, Matrix esque goosebumps when he, you know, seeing him and Keanu Reeves on the screen again. Well, I just love that in this movie,、um, Lawrence Fishburne is such a wacky. He's the complete opposite of who Morpheus is. Yeah, this guy's kind of bombastic sometimes. Yeah, Morpheus is very subdued and cool. Yeah, this like, guy's like a wise, dirty homeless man. Yeah, nonetheless, still powerful because you know he owns some territory. He knows the city. Yeah. Okay. So、um, let's talk about, I guess, the first John Wick. In case、uh, some of you are going John Wick two, what is John Wick one? It's a great Keanu Reeves action vehicle that you should all see. I think when he first came out, came out, came out of nowhere, right? Like,、mm-hmm. it's probably low budget. Yeah, it surprised everyone. I think when it came out, it's just a really good, well done action movie. Yeah. Also,、uh, it's um, it had a kind of a commitment to detail and world building that, in a way, was similar to really good like comic book movies. Yes, which、and、is it, the surprising thing about it for me, anyway. Yeah, and I think it does storytelling really right in a way that. It's a simplistic story. So essentially, the first movie it's about this guy whose dog gets killed by the mob,、mm-hmm. and it turns out that he's actually like a highly feared retired assassin. Yes. But his dog being dead forces him out of retirement to with a vengeance. Ha- yeah, to have、mm-hmm. vengeance on the mob, the entire mob. That's associated with the people who killed the dog. So it's sort of like a slasher, fig, a slasher sort of movie. Yeah. But in this case, you really root for the monster. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of it's it's a weird, twisted Kill Bill. Yeah, I can see that. He has the same. I think I really appreciated the movie too because with a lot of American movies now, a lot of the action is the rock. Or it's a lot of CGI, and、yeah. this was very different because Keanu's a very lithe, elegant guy. Yes, and his stunts and his action was something you don't often see in American mainstream movies now. Yes, or there was a lot of wide shots, good editing. You could track the action even in really dark rooms. Yeah, there was, I, there was a good rhythm to it. I think part of strength of、uh, uh, these two movies comes from the fact that it, it is directed by two stuntmen. Yeah, and、um, they care very much about the action. Yeah, so they know what they're doing for sure. When it, it, the action tracks really well, yeah, like you know what's going on, and it's it's glorious. There's very little. Ah, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, it's yeah. immaculately filmed. We actually um got sent a B-roll, which which we saw very briefly for the screening, and even you could just tell from the behind the scenes filming of it, it's you know done very well.、Mm. Yeah, so the first one. Uh, Straightforward revenge became、flip. like a cult favorite. Yeah, right. Like everyone who's seen it loved it. I mean, I know, you know people I, discovered on DVD as well. Yeah. So in this, in the second movie, he's back.、Mm-hmm. No one will leave him alone. This guy. <laughs> yeah, and、um, it's more of the same. It's more of the same, but in a way that is, it, it expands on the、uh, world that it's built for it. Itself, yeah. There's more the detail.、Movie. This one's kind of more of a globe-trotting one because he、yeah. goes to Italy, 
Yeah, I guess just to Italy, but still, <laughs> it's a very impressive set piece. <laughs> yeah, it builds on the mythology of this world. You know, you've got the hotel. Yep, you got the you you meet the main guy who runs these continental hotels, uh, which service you know fellow assassins and hitmen and all Who's that, that kind of stuff. Ian McShane. That's right. He's in the first one. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I think he's in this one more though. I think he's in a bigger role here. Yeah, he has a bigger role here yeah. because the hotel plays a bigger role. Yes. The um, I guess the impetus this time it's not as simple as his dog dying. This time, uh, there's a former assassin who comes to John Wick's door and you know requests that he fulfill a blood oath that John Wick made. You know, however many years ago. Before he retired. Before he retired. So generally, John Wick is just like, no, leave me alone. Next second, house blown up. Pictures of his wife, all that stuff, all gone. Yeah. So he's forced to work for this guy now to take out this guy's sister. Yes, because she owns... She's going to have a good seat at the... syndicate. She's going to have a good seat at the table, which he wants. Yes. So John Wick is working for this guy, but... You, you're begrudgingly wait, begrudgingly and you're just waiting for him to take out this guy as well yeah, yeah. so it's a little more uh, complicated not complicated but it's like a bit more twisty yeah with yeah. how things go the tension comes with okay when's he gonna break and just murder everyone yeah in John Wick 1 the bomb goes off 20 minutes in yeah. and this one the bomb is you're just waiting for the bomb to go off yeah exactly even while he's killing people in the most gruesome ways which this is there's a real good pencil trick in this that uh, beats the Dark Knights <laughs> Do you uh, think it, oh well, I think it's a little, it's a, it uh, might be a, a a homage to the Dark Knight one. I kind of was thinking of, because John Wick kills someone, they talk about his uh, legendary skills with everything, but particularly one that interested me was, oh, you should have seen the way he killed this guy with a pencil. Yeah. So you're just waiting, when's he going to do that again? That's what I, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, because that, that's yeah. what I loved about, um, John Wick 2 is that it builds on like the mythology of John Wick as this awesome assassin from the first minute when he's getting his um car back yeah that's, that's the right. opening action scene of the film and you're kind of seeing it also through the point of view of the Russian guy he's after and that's right there's just this almost cartoonish sense of dread that builds and builds and whenever they say John Wick's coming yeah. there's like a like a pregnant pause and it's like Oh, uh huh. It's um, it's the best Batman scene that never was. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a really good action movie in a way that this is the, this is what I, as much as I love Fast and Furious, this is what I want them to be. This is so much. This the action on this at least is so much more engaging. Yeah, and it, it knows the thing about. John Wick too is that it knows what kind of movie it is yes. and it plays up it, you know the dialogue is hammy but intentionally hammy and it's hammy at the right moments yeah, yeah. it's not always hammy but when it does it's like it's for a good purpose yeah like it does what it intends to do it's not unintentionally funny it's you know like there are a lot of jokes in there just it's like B movie humor. It's like a movie with like a clever smirk. Yeah, like throughout the whole thing. Definitely, that's and it's how just I kind it. of delicious to watch. You Very know? much, yes. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Actually, also because of the color palette, which is magnificent, Am- amazing in this yeah. movie. There's lots of kind of like neon pinks and yeah. hues and blues. Yeah, like neon glows in his face. Yeah, it it gives it this kind of sense that. It's sort of slightly off kilter in cartoon world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very, it's kind of like glossy grit 
sort of look, which I really appreciated. In John Wick 1, I didn't feel like he had many people that really challenged him physically. Like he, from what I remember of it, he more or less cleaned through pretty well. Uh, yes. In John Wick number 2, he's constantly overwhelmed, at least in the um, back half. He has, the end. His, his obstacles are stronger. Yeah, like Common, for instance, as like a rival assassin. Yes. Who's protecting the woman he's assigned to take out. Yeah. This is... Okay, let's talk about this uh, set piece. And this illustrates what I loved about the mythology building of this world without mm. explicitly telling you what's happening or yes. like what the rules are. Yeah. Where he he kills... Well, he essentially executes the his target and he walks out and he runs into Common, mm-hmm. and Common is her bodyguard, right? Yeah, yeah. So he sees him, and he immediately goes, like you can see it in his face, like, "Oh shit, what what is John Wick doing here?" Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, John, uh, are you working?" And, yeah. and and John's like, "Yes," and and then he goes. Uh, is it a good day? Yeah. And he's like, yes. And then they both pause because it's like, oh shit, he knows what that means. Yeah. He's having a good day at work. That means, you know, he succeeded. Yeah. Uh, but like he succeeded in killing his boss. Yes, yeah, essentially. And, and like all hell, like, and then they fight each other. Yeah. That's really good filmmaking right there where mm-hmm. it just uses dialogue like tell you to show you what the rules are all at the same time without someone explaining it yeah while furthering action yeah exactly while building momentum it's explaining to you with like an action as in like an action piece yeah it's very elegant that way and um when even when they're after that little scene and they're savagely going at each other you know in the subway yeah i would say that's like my favorite set piece of the film is when they're like <laughs> throwing bullets at each other yeah. in the subway, like yeah. very kind of subtly through a crowd. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. it's as if like but it's thrilling as well. Yeah, it has the it has a feeling of a student trying to like watch a video on his iPhone in class. Yeah, but what they're doing is like just throwing trying bullets, to kill each other, killing each other with silences. Yeah. yeah, like they're trying to like be very. <laughs> conspicuous yeah about it it's so funny but it's yeah. so well done at the same time it's not it's not bad funny you know like it's not so bad it's, it's funny you're it's, supposed to chuckle at it yeah it's that's it's in complete control of its sort of tone and its aims exactly and but but also they sort of their fight takes them to a continental hotel and you know people aren't allowed to combat in like one of those hotels that's mm-hmm. one of the rules of the john wick universe so when they stop the fight and they just like kind of get a drink and just discuss things, it's like it's a great place to have a break in the action, but it also sets up a stake which pays off at the end of the film. Yes. When John Wick breaks this rule. Yeah. Yes, I was very impressed with that. How it went into more detail of like what rules and what kind of codes of conduct regulate these assassins' lives. Because I think with movies, even when you're dealing with sort of morally dark people Mm -hmm. you want them to be guided by some kind of code yeah that's that's sort of what gets you invested in what's going on yeah and And, yeah yeah. what were you gonna say oh well let's go back to that scene where they take a break from killing each other in the hotel and have a drink yeah and you just kind of find well you find out that 
these guys don't want to kill each other. No, it's just what they, they got to do. They have to do it now yeah. because of the rules that have been set up in this life that they lead. They actually have no animosity to each other whatsoever. Yeah. It's literally just work. So you're kind of thinking, <laughs> I don't want really any of them to die. Yeah. I kind of like both of them. I, even, I like cool. Common. He's very cool. Yeah. He's great. He communicates so much with just like a look. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. very intimidating. And he can deliver lines very well as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's good. So anyway, the fight kind of comes to a kind of a stalemate. Not really a stalemate, but John Wick um, incapacitates him in a way that doesn't kill him. I guess does he? Uh, he doesn't die. No, he just sort of lodges the knife in yeah. a particular artery. Yeah, b- because he's like, if you move or you, whatever, you'll die. You will die. So you presume if he goes to a hospital, he'll like be yeah. fine. Yeah. Are they setting up for him to come back? I think they've left the door open. Okay. I mean, this film definitely ends in a way where, yeah, there's a number three. There's going to be John Wick 3. It ends on a straight-up cliffhanger. I like it. I like this cliffhanger. Me too. Because it's, it's thrilling. <laughs> yeah, he breaks because he kills someone in the hotel. The uh, where, Italian guy who hired him. Yeah, where yeah. the rules explicitly say, you know, even Ian McShane was there to say, hey, don't do this. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. But he does it anyway. Yeah. And then because he has, Ian McShane's character has an affinity towards John. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you like a head start. Yeah. It's sort of another, (laughs) it's another repeat of like two people having to kind of kill each other when they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, you know, these are the rules. You broke it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Rules are the most important thing in John Wick. Yeah. So, and then it ends with him running, running through a park where everyone is waiting to kill him. Yeah, because the way they signify an assassin in John Wick is someone like looking at their phone and seeing a message. Yeah, that's, that's right. how he knows that that he's got. They a got the on order. Him. Yeah, and it's such a great way to like pinpoint an assassin yeah because you get these great gags where people just look like very ordinary yeah like you the violin chick them. yeah the violin chick and then her phone goes off and she's looking at it but the thing is they could just be looking at their phone but that you're seeing it through his point of view where like everyone's sort of a potential enemy yeah yeah it ends on this very like paranoid kind of haunting yeah note. it feels i i like it i like that feeling of oh shit what's gonna happen now yeah it, it's not really a cliffhanger in a way that it you don't get any resolution it's more good kind of cliffhanger in a way that it suggests more to come yeah and there's going to be a whole new status quo because yeah he everything's re- changed he relies on those hotels to get his weapons that's yeah, like his cue that's like, right. from james bond and he operates in that world where he's very respected yeah now he has it's literally just him yeah. in the next one. It'll. I'm imagining an Iron Man three situation where you know he loses his suits yeah. throughout the whole movie, and he's only just got his wits. Yeah, I would love to see that in a John Wick three. Yeah, I hope they make it. I think they've announced it. Okay. Yeah. You know what I would like to see? Yeah. Oh, a John Wick. Hey, Universal. <laughs> um, here's a tip for you. This one's for free. John by the way. Wick Kingsman crossover. Oh, that's right. A, that's a yes. Oh my god! Like Colin Firth versus Keanu Reeves. It makes sense because in Kingsman, the spy organizations have their own codes exactly. that are quite similar to and, the assassins, and they're probably on the right side of things. Yeah, and obviously Keanu Reeves and these hotel stuff—they're like the bad guys, so they're yeah. on the shady side of things. Yeah, it's guys, come on. That let's, one, let's make this happen. It practically writes itself. <laughs> yeah. But get someone to write it, though. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> email me. 
<laughs> We're just saying, yeah, we could co-direct it like those yeah. guys co-directed John Wick. 2. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, John Wick Two, I I enjoyed the first one a lot. I liked John Wick Two even more, even thinking about it. Mm. I was very impressed. Interesting. I I I think I liked the original John Wick more just because the motivation was more pure yeah um you know what's driving him this time is he has to do it yeah he's forced into it whereas in the first movie uh yes it's because of a dog but uh, it's really about what the dog represents it's his wife's last gift to him yes that was a brilliant move as well because like they could have just left it as a dog but that they tied it into his dead wife and you see him mourn yeah. For his lost wife. You actually really care about him? Yeah, it doesn't sound ridiculous. Like, yeah. you, you can, you know, it seems ridiculous on paper. Yeah. But when you're in the movie, you're with him. Yeah. You're with him and you're like, yeah, let's murder these assholes. Yeah, and it's it's the perfect role for Keanu Reeves' sensibilities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he fits in those suits. He moves brilliantly. Yeah, he ha- he does his intense face. He does his well. intense face. He doesn't say many words. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. Aside from like the first Matrix movie, this is like the this, most I've liked him. It's a good comeback for him, for sure. Yeah. And he has not aged. No, it's crazy. Isn't yeah, it? he's like fifty-one. Wow. And he, he that's lo- crazy. He looks better than he has in a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's always looked good, but you know. That beard compliments him as well. Yeah. He's got yeah. this sort of like pointy, elegant beard mm. in John Wick. Gives him a character. It does for sure. Yeah. So I guess um, overall one for you. I think for me, I like two just a bit more because it was kind of a thrill for me to see him get a bit challenged a bit more. Right. And I liked the extended world building stuff like with um, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I, I like um, I liked two, but... Um... And I like those things that you talked about. Yeah. But um, one small issue for me is the motivation mm-hmm. is that I don't feel like I'm on the same journey as him this time. Yeah. And uh, because of that, the stakes are lower for me. In a way, and, yeah. And in, because of that, some scenes kind of drag. Especially, especially the that first... mirror one. Oh, the, near the end? Yeah, near the end. Yeah. I was just like, I was over it. Yeah, yeah. As well done as the scenes where I was like, this is dragging on. And I don't really know what he wants to do right now. You know, I don't know. Like, his mission statement is less clear to me now. Well, I guess he just wanted to kill that guy, didn't he? Uh, at that I, point. I mean, I yes, I yeah. get that. Yeah. But I don't feel... The same, I don't feel it. You're not as invested in him killing the guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because he spent so much time not going after the guy. Yeah. It hasn't it didn't build up to the same level of him getting that fucking Russian kid in number one. Yes. That built up kind of flawlessly. Exactly. But with this it's like he has to do a bunch of other things that and he's not even you're not even really thinking about that yeah. guy. Because it's it didn't start off as him just headed straight towards him because he hires him to do another mission. Yeah. And that mission is just not so okay, he's just on a higher job. While it's fun to watch it's not driven by any emotional... No, it's a very... It's just a way... It's a plot thread to put John Wick in situations where it's much harder for him to win because literally everybody's against him. Because yeah. after he kills that girl, yeah. that guy's like, I have to avenge my sister, don't I? That's the rules. So again, they kind That's of right. bring in the rules yeah. to kind of continue to screw John yeah. Wick over. Yeah. But um, yeah, we overall, overall go see John Wick 2 for sure if you haven't. Yeah, great movie. My still review, in cinemas, my review will be up shortly. Yeah, look out for that. Isolated Nation. Yes.
Yep. Well, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler version, so you probably have seen it already. But if you haven't and somehow listened to this mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for some reason, yeah, hopefully uh, that's enticing enough for you to go give it a chance. All right, let's move on to Samurai Jack. Watch out! That's perfect. That's... Wish, wish I could do the beatbox as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Now, if I have one criticism, get out of the way real quick, of this revived season, which is perfect. I wish they had the opening of a, you know... They did, though. Uh, they have a different... They have a different opening. I No, they did have the opening... Oh, you mean, like, the opening song? The opening song of, like, I you know, see. Samurai Jack. But that was during a period when, like, American rap and... <laughs> what is it, kind of? It was sort of like a rap... Rocks, rockish kind of song. Yeah, yeah. Which is not popular anymore, so I guess I see why they changed it. Just for nostalgia purposes, I missed it. They kind of hint at it, like at the end of each episode, there's mm. just a watch. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, I like it. I like a different approach. So, for those of you who don't know, I guess, Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack was a cartoon network animated series from the creator of Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory. And he did the um, Star Wars Clone Wars shorts. Did he? Yeah, the wow. ones from 2003, like the very early ones. What's his name? Gendry Tarkovsky or something? I think it's Gendy Tarkovsky, yeah. <laughs> he's like a Russian uh, cartoonist. We should have done our research before. He's hard but... to pronounce his name, but he's he's very cool. He's Right now, he's doing Luke Cage comic books, and it's got like his style. Of course. Yeah. That's perfect mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Um, so... It came out in, you know, the 90s. 2001, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, that was oh, the first okay. episode. So 2001 to 2003 was the original run, which yeah. was four seasons. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it's sort of this, you know, tells the story of this samurai who, as a kid, lives in... Jap- feudal Japan. Feudal Japan, uh, and they're ravaged by this cosmic evil demon. demon wizard. Yeah, named Aku. Yep. And who threatens to take over Japan, but as like a last-ditch effort, his dad sends him to train with samurais and monks and yeah. uh, Vikings yeah. to like train him up to basically destroy this evil. Mm-hmm. And he has a sword that could harm this monster. The only thing that can harm the monster yeah. is the sword. Yeah, it's sure. his one weakness. Yeah. And he goes, and he almost does it, but before he strikes the final blow, Aku oh. uh, like casts him in the far future, where his evil like is, is law. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Essentially, the the whole series tracks his attempts at getting back to the past while you know navigating through and oh, it's kind of like a Blade Runner esque future. It's Blade Runner if the apocalypse happened. Yeah. Yeah. Fully happened. Yeah, so where like Aku is the king. Yes, and everyone's sort of struggling to survive under his tyranny. So there's all kinds of like robots and weird tribes and people and yeah. like almost these aliens. aliens. And Samurai Jack is just this uh, like Japanese prince who's a man. <laughs> yeah. He's just a completely a man out yeah. of time. Yeah, and L- he's, literally. Yeah, he's propelled just by a single purpose to get back home and save his people and yeah. kill Aku. That's no matter what wacky thing happens in the original run, that's his whole goal. Yeah. And uh the series got kind of canned and he never got to fulfill that goal. What was do you remember what was the very last episode? The very last scene of the, from yeah. what I remember, I think this is right, maybe not, but I'm like ninety percent sure. Okay. Is Aku and Jack are battling again in the future 
and Jack's about to strike Aku. Yeah. Like, in a way where it seems like Jack has Aku dead to rights. Yeah. So it ends on that note. And you could either take it as, oh, he's going to succeed after, or oh, okay. this is just the pattern. Aku and Jack are always going to battle and it'll never end. I see. So, you, But I, I don't know if that was like an intended ending or if they just got axed. But anyway, it came back just... um. Like a couple of months ago, really, it was. Yeah, it's a so it got revived as, <laughs> yeah, as they say, and um, this time on Adult Swim instead of Cartoon Network. Yeah, and Adult Swim is essentially like when the clock strikes twelve on Cartoon Network, it just switches to another to the adult channel, right? Is that... Yeah, it's more or less that. Yeah, it's like aimed at like people fifteen plus, yeah. like you might say. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon Network is the um, father, the parent channel, but. It's yeah. like aimed towards stoners, basically. Yeah. It, you know, Rick and Morty is on that channel. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to have like Aqua Teen, Hunger Force. That's right. And uh, all these really like surreal cartoons. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop was on there. Yeah, that's right. I used to watch. Tsunami. I used to love Adult Swim the most when I was a kid, ironically. I think, really? Uh, yeah, because it's like, oh, these are the cartoons that, that aren't for me. I never realized that they were on. Yeah, because yeah, it was on pretty late, I, I guess. I went to bed like a good boy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see what was on. I kind of started accidentally at oh, 10 okay. o'clock at night when nice. I couldn't sleep. That's amazing. But yeah, Adult Swim is great. And um, so Samurai Jack was on this. So yeah, yeah. a little bit more darkness, yeah, you might it g- say. It gives them an opportunity to tackle more adult slash mature themes. Yeah, it's a bit um, psychologically heavier, aided by the fact that this is set 50 years later. Yeah. But Jack... Jack's still stuck in the future, but he hasn't physically aged. Yeah, because um, the time travels kind of warped his DNA in a way that makes him immortal, I yeah, guess. Yeah, time has no effect on him because he's not supposed to be there. That's right. I guess is the idea. So he's like he's like a loner by this point. He has like no friends at all. Even more of a loner than in the actual series where sometimes he'd have like an ally, like the Scotsman or mm. something to help him. That's right. So now he's got a beard. He's got very long hair. He's and got he's kind thick of, armor. He's no kind sword. Of, that's right. His sword's somehow missing. It's a great way to start the show with him without the sword because you know, oh, he's at his lowest point. Yeah, he's, he's given at. up really at this point. Yeah, he's almost just like kind of an animal just trying to live. It reminds me of Logan. That, that My friend said the same thing when <laughs> oh, I showed really? it to him, especially the scene where... The first time you see Samurai Jack really wounded and he's like pulling things out yeah, of his belly. you're like, oh shit, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's really kind of focusing on his uh, humanity a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I went, um, obviously being on Adult Swim, when I mean that it, can ta- it tackles mature themes, it doesn't just go, you know, like, oh, R-rated, we can swear and do crazy violent shit no it's, it's, very, it's very true to the tone of the original yeah, cartoon it's still you know yeah true to the tone but it's just it's grown up with us yes uh, as we've grown and it's more it's psych- yeah as you said psychologically mature in that way that the themes that it tackles are so heavy it's suicide yes right basically like throughout the whole show yeah, or well, first third at least. Samurai Jack just considers killing himself. He has like a version of him who's what he looks like in the original series where he's very clean cut. Yeah. He's the yeah. perfect samurai and he's telling his uh, sort of new scruffy version, you know, you'd be yeah. better if you were dead. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's the point? And he's seeing visions of like his family and his people like burning and it's pretty graphic. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> the way they do it. And also... This season starts off things... I mean, the first episode starts it off really well where you know we're going towards a conclusion because there are 13 girls who are trained 
to kill Samurai Jack. Yes. They're the antagonists. Yeah, and in the past, especially in the original series, all his villains are robots. Yeah, so right? when he kills people, it they sort of mimic the blood flow by it being oil. Oil, right? yeah, that yeah, and then, like sparks fly out, and so you're like, oh yeah, it's okay, they're just robots. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But and but now you know his main enemies are, are human, beings. human are humans. Not even. Just that, like, it's even more tragic because they're brainwashed、yeah. humans by this Aku cult. It's a cult. They're called Aku's daughters. Daughters of Aku. Da- daughters of Aku,、yeah. and their one purpose is to, to kill、uh, Jack. They're they're just a warped version of Jack because Jack's also was raised just to kill somebody. And these well, girls are raised just to kill Jack. It's sort of like an interesting, a interesting、yeah. little mirror there in that way. Yeah, they're except, raised with like a single. Except you know, Jack is obviously like he has his humanity because、yeah, he's compassionate and、exactly. he cares. And these girls have had it completely taken from them. Yeah, because、yeah. they're beaten out of them. You might say really. Yes, there's a lot of scenes of them just being brutalized.、Mm. So, except for one girl who's um, she has some curiosity about life, life outside of the training cave. Yeah, in which they're, it. they're yeah. in. So that starts off things really well, and it my favorite batch of episodes in this whole season was when the Akus of I mean daughters of Aku and Samurai Jack were going head to head with each other. Is it post him deciding that okay I'm gonna kill them? Oh, both really. Or him like, running away. Him running away and him、yeah. facing them. That's right. It was like a really、uh, beautiful. It's a long.、Arc. It's a good movie.、I、it's、think. a fucking movie.、Yeah. It's feature quality shit. Yeah, it's it really、amazing. is. This is because this is a show that's light on like complicated plot and dialogue and exposition. Yeah, it's all about、um, the soundscapes and the imagery and the tone and the、yeah. pace and the mood. It's re- yeah, exactly, and they really just let the visual and sound design guide you through the story.、It's, There are yeah, majority it, of the episodes are don't even have dialogue. Yeah, but also the shows never looked technically more beautiful. Yeah, so it's this like great marriage of like. New technology and storytelling that's very primal, like it's off a cave. Yes, like you see the girls going after Jack, and no one's really saying anything, and you understand what's going through their heads. Yeah, at yeah. every step of the way, all they have to do is just look at each other, and you're like, oh shit. You know he's gonna be fucked because oh they they know they've got him cornered,、mm. or you see Jack. You know,、um, looking at a waterfall after he's killed the first、yeah. daughter, his first human, and you want, you know, you kind of implied what he's thinking. Like he'd rather just die now. Yeah, like it's so brutal to see that first throat slit. Yes, and it's like it's not even that. It's like the implication on his face, and they did this thing where her mask falls off, cracks off, or something. It、right? cracks off, and、yeah. then it's like, oh, it's just a girl. Yeah, and she looks just like a girl. Yeah, she, there's no scowl on her face. Yeah, she just looks like a frightened. Person, yeah, and just it was so affecting. And it, there's a sort of a parallel story where a wolf is going up. This white wolf, white wolf, is going, going up, up against, against these black、uh, monsters, black、types. monsters. And at first, you don't know whether it's like a parallel or whether it's really happening. Yeah, I thought it was just like a parable, like parable. Yes,、yeah. that's it. But then when the wolf and Jack meet in the next episode, I thought, ah,、oh, it's both. Yeah, like it's real and it's like a parable,、yeah. and that's、yeah. like the beautiful thing about the show. It's like it's very folklore based, but everything is not the opposite of folklore. But it's like <laughs> like it's, grounded. It's grounded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. It's it's a play between like fables. Yes. And how that relates to what's happening right now, well, especially in like the universe of what Jack's going through. Yeah. 
it always touches on these cosmic themes. Yes. When I remember an episode where they just show the origins of Aku. Oh and yes. It's essentially like Aku is part of this dark entity, right? It's yeah. space where it represents all evil and darkness, mm-hmm. and then different deities of different religions try to contain. Yeah, it. like try to like kill it off, and Aku is essentially, which is so indicative of his character, just like. The smallest piece of this darkness that escaped, yeah, which is like that is so Aku. That's yes. just like he's the bottom barrel, uh, you know, piece of this dark being that cowardly like runs away because he's he's like a tyrant of the sort of a new world, yeah. But he doesn't even he's not even aware or seemingly doesn't even care about like these girls in his name kind of thing. Yeah, he pays so little attention to yeah. what he's in. He charge doesn't of. even know they exist. He, I mean, Aku in the new series is going mad in a way as well. But it's a different kind of madness where he's so bored. He's going through a malaise. A malaise. He so lacks purpose that he's split himself in half and made one half a psychologist and him, like, sort of a patient. A patient, yeah. It's it's (laughs) so good. It's very funny because Aku is always by far the funniest characters yeah he's so funny he's he's evil you never doubt that he's evil but he's hilarious yeah i think that's a it's such a good juxtaposition of he is on paper a terrifying figure to everyone yes but on screen he is just hilarious yeah he's like i don't know i don't yeah like the jokes that they they give him it's just it's too good yeah and he's very even in his own kind of way he's very relatable as well <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> because he treats these like life or death moments as like okay i'm going to work now yeah exactly All right, well here's another nuisance yeah exactly it's like we kind of relate on that level of like oh these people are just all up in his grill yeah yeah but it's like well yeah he's he's because evil he's enslaving fuck. them <laughs> You, go, you remember, oh yeah, he's like a terrible person. Yeah, but he treats them like an annoyance. Like flies, basically. Yeah. And he swats them like flies in yeah. some moments. Yeah. But um, I'll, the thing I also like love about Aku is that just the voice. Because yeah. in the original series, he was voiced by like Mako somebody. I forget his name. But he was he was delightful. And they've got a new guy to voice him in this fifth season. And I think he does a good job of honoring the work that guy did. Um, I um, it was a bit jarring at the beginning, but yeah. then I think halfway through the episode, I didn't even notice that there was a difference. Yeah. I feel like they blended in. Yeah, very seamlessly. Yeah, I guess the only thing I can see in terms of difference is that this guy is he plays slightly more into the buffoonish aspect that, of yeah, Aku, does, yeah. where the Japanese um, guy who voiced him in the original one, he was often more threatening or scary, but I see. that's kind of an Aku in his prime, and this is an Aku after his prime, yeah, yeah, that's obviously. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, Aku is one of the all-time just great villains, really. He's a great villain. I yeah. love watching him every time he's on yeah. screen. I'm like, I'm just glued. I'm so comp- compelled to see what happens. The way they introduced him with that therapy session. Him getting out of bed and yeah. putting on his flaming eyebrows. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's just so... It's comedy, but it's also character-based comedy that's like so true to the character that he would do that. Yeah, and it's so, he's not, but he's not a clown the whole time because there are moments where like 
oh yeah no he is like quite scary yeah when he's like enough when yeah. he, whenever he says enough you know that he's just gonna waste some yeah. people and he does it without any effort <laughs> yeah and he's shape-shifting they make him into certain kind of shapes that look pretty scary like, yeah i think very ghoulish yeah so throughout the season in one really key episode jack decides hey you know these girls are gonna kill me i'm gonna kill them because um the impetus behind that is he remembers like a uh, something a teaching, his father did yeah where a couple of men were coming to kill his father. That's right. And he saw, I guess, his first kills. Yeah. His father yeah. killed those guys. And his, the idea of it is that, you know, their path led them to this moment. Yeah. But they can stop. Like, he, the, his dad gave them an opportunity to, to say, leave. To leave. Yeah. If not, you know, be prepared to face the consequences. With, that's another great thing aside from the extra violence you can get in an adult swim samurai jack is sort of the attitude towards like killing yeah like this takes it to a more gray area where he would have avoided it if he can yeah but when he has to do it he won't even hesitate to like crack their neck or spear them you know or to wipe them out really which you never saw in the sort of the original show because obviously they're all robots and it's not really murder exactly but this is putting him in a position where what's jack's attitude you know being a samurai yeah towards taking a human life and the way they explored that it was really mature it was it was really good it was something that you could almost see on like a prestige tv show where definitely it's there's a lot more moral ambiguity but it makes sense yes and it's true to who he is and, but it doesn't and it doesn't even it doesn't lessen his heroism in the slightest like he's not dark anti-hero no he's it, still like the, he's, he's very still noble. a really good guy yeah but it's him grappling with these gray areas. Yeah. That is the strength of this season, really. Yes, for sure. Um, and so he decides to, okay, I'm going to have to kill them if that if I have to. And yeah. He in a really amazing action sequence. He just he just kills them. Yeah. He in, just straights up. It's um. It's sort of like done in the snow. Mm. So there's a lot of contrast. There's a lot of... Like red blood. Red blood splashing against yeah. the white. Yeah. It was a beautiful scene. Yeah. It's great, actually. Like, very John Wick-esque, if I have to say. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a way that it's stylistic. Yeah, to the extreme. Yeah. More so than even in some parts than the original cartoon mm. was, where it was more... It was fast. It was more straightforward. Yeah. This and is he, more abstract. Yeah, he jumps in the in the cartoons... He jumps and like it's sliced Slices, open and yeah. then they die. Yeah, but that it. Yeah, I think also it's it, it's beautiful, but it's also very brutal. Yes, it is. Like I winced every yeah. time one of them died. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, like the spear through the chest, or when he kills a girl so hard, like her neck. He punches yeah. her so hard in the face, her neck like breaks. Yeah, and like <laughs> he, he throws them off. Yeah, the the edge of yes, the cliff. That's right. Yep. But one of the Aku's daughters mm -hmm. survived. Ashi. The Ashi. aforementioned girl who was curious about the world outside yeah. of the cave. Yeah. Do you remember me saying that? That would be like a love interest. Yeah. I was yeah. like, one of these girls yeah. will yeah, be his love interest. Which I thought... Called it. Yeah, called it. it's true. And I thought I wouldn't like that. But I did like it. It's Yeah. It in was, the show. It was very nice. They... And That's so Jack, good. Jack's never uh, had a love interest yeah. in the whole show, so it was sort of a new thing. And you think um, it'll sort of build to a traditional happy ending with yeah. the two of them, which wouldn't be unearned, to be fair. I could yeah, see it coming. It wouldn't... But um, then we get to sort of the second last episode where 
because the way that Ashi is being brainwashed, yeah. which is num- that's the number one mistake of this cult that's trying to brainwash. Hey, if you want to brainwash a group of people, do it right, you know? <laughs> yeah. But what they did was it's a lot of effort. Because what they did was teach them from like right from wrong. Yeah. And then say, hey, Aku is right yeah. and Jack is wrong. Yeah. But so it doesn't take much. Obviously, you have to shatter her belief that Aku is good and yeah. that Jack is evil. Yeah. But once you do that and show her like the horrific things that Aku has done, yes, she's like, oh shit, yeah. I mean, he's evil. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And this is a beautiful scene of her going through each. Like, she was looking for Jack, and they got lost somehow. Yes. And her going through, like, each community in this world to find him, and everyone's like, oh, shit, yeah, Jack, our hero. Yeah, because he's and sort of a folk hero at this yeah, point. Yeah, and she sees how, like, deeply he's affected these uh, these communities. And then we got some cool cameos of characters from past uh, from you know the original series, yeah, like the Scotsman, yeah, <laughs> coming uh, back. But it's interesting because she, her growing up, she only knew that Aku, even if she thought he was right, Aku only inspires like hate, yeah, because like, she's only known like hatred. Exactly. Like, she doesn't. There's a scene where the girls are are seeing a deer, sort mm-hmm. of. Nuzzling another deer, yeah, and they're so disgusted yeah, because they're they, like, they have, "What is that?" They have no frame of reference to what love what, is. Yeah, they have yeah. no. It's kind of a. It's a very tragic scene. It's very funny too. It's funny it's, too, it's, though. It's tragic in a way that, oh shit, these girls like in another world they could have been good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like some someone just needs to come along and say, "Hey, oh you, yeah, you guys are confused by this." Like this opportunities there to shift shift them to the right direction yeah but then it was like too late for them because it's it sort of provides and just to go back to this a little bit it provides an ironic counterpoint to when jack's like your choices led you here but you're reminded with the deer scene that they never had a choice they never had a choice that's what makes it sad as well that's but that's a bummer it is a little bit but that's that's the thing about um this new season making it more complex yeah it is and whenever one of the sisters die the other sisters are like Death is weakness. They they regard it as like they lost a dodgeball game. Well, yeah. You're out. I guess I'm in. I mean, it makes... They've obviously set it up so that Ashi won't be like, you murdered my sisters. Yeah, because they don't want that to get in the way of the love thing. Yeah, Otherwise exactly. Otherwise it'd be kind of awkward. I mean, but <laughs> I think for the most part it works. It does work, absolutely. And so, you know, once she shatters that illusion... Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of... They fall in love. Mm-hmm. And um, she learns more about his world and yeah. his experience of the world. Yeah. And um, she washes off the black representation of Aku where it's yes. th- that's on her skin. Yeah. And she just becomes like a normal human. Yes. Uh, and, well, she looks like a normal human, but she's a you know, kick-ass fighter. Like, yeah, sort of, yeah. And um, there was even a scene where some, like Jack... Is going about to commit like it's like seppuku or something. Stab themselves. Yeah, like disembowel. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the samurai the samurai code suicide thing where they've lot like that they have to do if they like lost their honor. Yes. Or fail. Yes. What they're supposed to do. Yes. But she stops him. Like she's like, look at how many people you've saved. So she saves him as well as yeah. him saving her. Yeah. Which kind of made their love thing i think work yeah for a point they, definitely they both matter to each other yes. in a very real way 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I liked it. I liked where it was going. That kiss, that jump cut to the kiss. Yes. That's what I mean where it's like, it's not quite at all. Obviously, they don't show, like, sex scenes, right? No. But it's it shows sexual tension. It, they obviously want a bone. Yeah, They right? show that, yeah. Right? It's so good. It's a mix between, like, innocent love and obviously, like, more adult themes but you yeah. know which you know is true it's a new life. it's a new dimension to the show because it was this wasn't in yeah the original kind of cartoon yeah and i love that they thought about every implication and the way they built towards this relationship is that you know once they hooked up yeah <laughs> the next episode he's like shit you know what this means like you know like shit this is the implication here is that now he has to worry about her yeah because he used to not have anything to lose, and yeah. now he does. Yeah, he's he could wind up completely alone again yeah. once he's tasted not being alone. Yeah, there's always the risk of going back to that having more loss. Yeah, because in in his mind, he's already lost his family, exactly and his people. Yeah, the thing with revenge is like it works better when you have nothing left to lose. It's more of a straight path. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the way it's built up and how we know Jack and his situation, we feel that feeling of shit. Yeah. Even like seconds before, like when he says, you know what that means, we know it. We all know what he yeah. means. Yeah. And they don't even have to say anything more. And I think that's a testament to how fully realized the show is. Yes. The but, implications kind of cook in your mind. That's like kind of why it's so engaging as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they fall in love mm-hmm. and then eventually Aku shows up. Of course. Which, oh, let's talk about my favorite side character. The MVP of the show is um, Scaramouche. Scaramouche. Who is that again? It's it's the hey babe. Oh that yeah, that, that very I, fancy that his, robot. Yeah, I think I think that's his name, Scaramouche. I didn't even know he had a name. Yeah, Be, uh, with the flute. Beep yeah, up, yeah. Beep, yeah. Da, boop, it's because Scaramouche, obviously, I guess it's a reference to the... Oh, I uh, know, not... Um, <laughs> What's that? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but it's, so it's a reference to Bohemian Rhapsody because music is a big part of this, this character. And he's very thing. sort of like well, stereotypically flamboyant. flamboyant. Um, and, you know, like Scaramouche, part of the song. So That's a good catch. I love that character so much. And I gla- I'm glad that he's in it, even though his, he's more of like comic relief. Yeah. In a way that it's just like his character, that's why his character's there. Because in the end, well, I guess he leads Aku to Jack, yes. which is very elegantly done. And then it's like his purpose is over because his whole mission was to tell, his whole mission was to tell Aku that his sword is gone yeah and then he tells aku aku gets excited shows up where they are and then it's like oh shit the sword's there yeah yeah and then he just zaps him to death <laughs> dies <It's> again hilarious <laughs> so once aku shows up mm-hmm. we have to deal with the consequence of what we've been feeling this whole time which is hmm, aku's daughter yeah what does that mean you yeah. know i was just like what did did Aku just bone these human... Yeah, because you're never really sure if it's just a name yeah. or, or if he actually had sex with Yeah, someone. you don't know if it's like a cult thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you had your doubts when they when they were covering... They were covered in this black costume. Yeah. But then she, when she washes them away and we find out that she got it from, like, just basically being pushed into lava, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you're like, okay, maybe it's just a cult thing where it's yeah. like... They are Aku's daughters because that's just their alter ego. Yes. But we find out that she, Aku's like, 
wait, I sense myself here. Yes. And, um, and it's like, oh, shit, she is actually Aku's daughter. And it's a brilliant payoff because then he can possess her. Yeah. Because, and how that happens was he doesn't actually bone the mm. ladies. He, like, gives a drop of his blood or yeah. whatever and so to them to be like, hey, worship me. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, all right, I'm going to drink <laughs> and became impregnated. Yeah, it's a different kind of DNA swapping. Yeah. Mm. No, no penetration. No. Which is good because I don't want to have to think about like... Aku having sex. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. The implication of this is that he gets to control the Aku part of Ashi. Yes. And essentially gives him, like, turns her into a mini Aku. Yes. In a way that it's like a zombie Ashi. I gotta admit, when I was watching it, I was thinking about um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with, like, Peter and his all-powerful dad oh yeah trying yeah. to cosmically control him for a bit as i well. see that connection and um obviously he he could free that because you know he has a family yeah and she could try and resist him because of uh, her newfound humanity yeah uh th- thanks she found thanks partially to jack but also her own curiosity really yeah because you know she's not completely a bad person this is a, like a really beautiful well, tragic crescendo that they built towards with this relationship. Yes. I think this it's such a great way way for where the relationship could go. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, then are they just going to fight Aku together? But it's like, no, now she's the weapon. Yes. And, like, he's using her. And he's never been more evil than when he's, like, possessing her and laughing. Yeah. And then finally, after a little skirmish, Jack, he can't kill her, right? Yeah. Because he, he cares about her too much. And yes. Essentially, he gives up, I yeah. guess. It's he, a, yeah. He puts his sword down, and then Aku is just like, Stop! Yeah, because then she, like, goes to stab, yeah. stab him, but he's... yeah. Because he sees an opportunity for himself. Yeah, exactly. And he reaches down with a long black arm. And takes the sword. Holds it in between his forefinger and yeah. his thumb. And it ends on this image of him holding the sword. Yeah. And it's, it's such... There's not a more perfect way to end the penultimate episode of yeah. Samurai Jack yeah. than him holding the magical... The only thing that can kill him. Yeah. And it's and like... he has it. He has it, man. Yeah. And that image is just... It's brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant setup for the next episode. Yes. It's like... It makes your mind go like, oh, what? what? Okay, what's what gonna happen? What could he do? Yeah. He's yeah. fucked. That's the best way to end that kind of episode on. Yeah. There's that, you know, kind of tragic moment where um, Jack cuts like possessed Ashi mm-hmm. with his sword a little bit and her the face opens and she like wakes up for a hot second. Yes. And she's like, just kill me. Yeah. Just kill me. Yeah. And it, it just you know, it's such a it's such a sad moment. Yeah. And, and obviously like sacrifice is always like a sad thing. Yeah. But But it's been sort of reiterated throughout the whole thing. Yeah. That, you know, she never had a much of a choice as well and even, exactly even now it's exemplified to such a degree where she's literally possessed like hijacked yeah i love that jack was just like nah i can't do it yeah that's where he draws the line yes at that point and then in the final episode the intro comes back yeah the intro from the class the um the classic intro from the animated series which was aku narrating what happens yes and um that comes back but in a form of a little snippet, like a, <laughs> a preview, yeah, to um all to everyone 
in you know this new Aku world yeah. to every all the communities that Samurai Jacks helped. Yes, and they're all watching this on screen, and it's like, oh yeah, he's because <laughs> it ends with like he's trying to trying to undo that evil that was Aku, and yeah. he goes. Which is where the preview ends. Yeah, uh, and he goes not. <laughs> it was that was the best uh, sort of last thing you could do with Aku, or yeah. in the last episode. Yeah, to set that up. It's so good. <laughs> Once again, his villainy and his comedic timing is just on point. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, he should be. A, he should do stand up. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> And so you know you've got the dogs, the British dogs. Yes, the, he who goes like, oh dear. And mm-hmm. I I love love those guys. So it was good seeing them again. And then the jump good kid. Yes, with the monkeys. The the ones who taught Jack to um Jack to jump good very high. <laughs> and um yeah, you've got a few others. The you've ravers. Big, yeah, big callbacks to the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the obviously. Uh, the Scot, the Scottish, the Scotsman, and all his daughters. He has fifty like thousand daughters yeah. by this point. It's basically like a, a hope crushing sermon in a way. It's yes. like you know, your only hope of killing me is here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna kill him in front of you. So let this be a lesson. Yeah, yeah. And so he he couldn't. He wants to. He goes to. The, he starts trying to kill Jack, but then he couldn't figure out which sword he wants. To, yeah. Like, oh, how should I do it? Yeah. And then he looks at Ashi. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. And then he orders uh, Ashi to kill Jack. And Jack's like, no, fight it. But then there's a blast. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, okay, it's it's kind of the moment that we, we've... At the back of my mind, we know it's coming mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it's been building up to this moment, especially with the Scotsman. Yes. That everyone who... Samurai Jack has helped is now bursting in attacking Aku to save him. Yes. It's such a it's a great moment, mm-hmm. but I felt when they burst in I was like shit, these guys are going to die. Yeah, yeah. Cuz we know how like insignificant they are to him. Yeah. So the arrows that like shoot at him, they they shot at him just bounces off him like it was yeah. nothing yeah it's just kind of like flies attacking uh, aku and he's yeah. like oh this, this is annoying he's like again yeah because yeah. earlier in the this season he gets challenged by the scotsman and handily yeah. defeats <laughs> and he just like all he has to do is turns turn into a giant ball and just like flattens his army yeah and then <laughs> and then zaps with his laser the eyes. Scotsman to death. Yeah. And now he's a ghost Is because yeah. Celtic magic. Yeah. He's like a Jedi ghost. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he can talk, you know. Yeah. And blow his uh, bagpipe. Yeah. And uh, so, okay, they attack him, which distracts Aku. Mm-hmm. And then I like how we're just doing like a recap. Yeah, we're <laughs> going through it. Which gives Jack another chance to coax uh ashi out of her state Mm -hmm. and you can see her like fighting it's a kind of a cool metaphor of her fighting herself inside of this black aku-ish goo she's getting her agency yeah her new new identity she has to fight for a new identity as i feared he just crushes them Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i felt the same i was like he murders like he mass murders people yeah the dog died, probably. <laughs> Implied death with the, the British dog. Yeah. And it's just, it's so hopeless. It's so, like, it's such a sad moment. And, but then, uh, <laughs> the Scotsman 
<laughs> flies in with his Celtic magic and transports all his like five hundred daughters, mm-hmm. and uh, presumably they're the strongest army that's coming. Mm. They're like it's like that Gandalf. Like the white Gandalf showing moment. up at Helm's Deep, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like he because he has his magic now, he could like basically deflect a lot of Aku's magic, yeah, for some reason. He's like which, a wizard, yeah, yeah, yeah which is cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so they come in and distract Aku some more because that's really all you can do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> this great scene, like when they reunite again, it's pretty a great moment with between Aku uh, between Jack and. The Scotsman, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, like let me introduce you to my daughters," and we get like a full montage of the daughters, mm-hmm. and then it's like, "Oh, yeah, pick one." <laughs> I'll be proud, <laughs> and then he's like, "Ooh, it's such a great comedic moment amidst like such a horrible." Sequence. Uh, he's like, pick one, Jack. I'd be honored. And and Jack's like, oh, I can't. And he's like, what? My daughters aren't good enough for you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh no, no, no I met someone. Yeah. And, and she goes, ooh, okay, who is it? And he, and he points to like possess Ashi. <laughs> it's like rather than and it's just like a monster. Like yeah. she's like a spider. At the, like the worst hideous form yeah. at that point. And then he goes like, I don't think she's your type. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> this is like perfect balance between like drama and action and comedy. The Scotsman and Jack always had like great comedic chemistry. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it was really good to have that final interaction mm-hmm. before you know. I guess he says I love you mm. to Ashi, and that's like enough to break her out of this a yeah possession thing. Uh, yeah, and with the powers intact. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. And then Aku comes and he's like, "Hey, my daughter, have you killed him?" And he's like, "No, he's not dead, and he he will never be dead, or whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "What?" And he fights her, but she fights back with the exact same powers. Yes, yeah. And then they're like, "I love this scene because it's very practical." Mm-hmm. Where they're like, they realize, "Hey, you have Aku's powers." Mm. Immediately, she does the time travel. Yeah. Immediately, and, like yeah. no no nonsense, because you know Aku would be like. Wait, would he would wait around and like taunt them? But yeah, because they're just like we need. They're on a mission. Yeah, they're, they're different people. Like, yeah, they're, they're like they'll use their powers differently. Yeah, they're yeah. like okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And then they transport. They, and then it's like it's a nice moment. They go through the tunnel, the black and white, mm. the time traveling time, yeah. um, portal, and um, they hold hands. And then they, and then we cut to like that scene where. Which is the end scene of the first um, episode, right? The very first episode of the series, where Jack confronts Aku. Yeah, where Jack nearly almost beats nearly beats him, but he sends him back. He sends him back, and he's like, another bit of comedy because he's like, "We'll meet again," and and then they <laughs> jump back in. Yeah, and then the, the like current Jack jumps back in with Ashi, and he's like, "What? You're back so quickly." <laughs> Yeah, that's. <laughs> you know, he's like, you're back already. <laughs> it's so good. That's such an Aku thing to say that's, at that point. That's <laughs> like famous last words. He's dead. Yeah. Like then yeah. he so, so like, Jack wastes no time. Yeah, kills him. Yeah, 
and well, he, that's it. That's yeah. the end of Aku, which yeah. you know, I was pretty sad. It, it was yeah to see him die like that <laughs> because he dies in a way that like it's not even like the current Aku that we know. Yeah, so he doesn't exist. Yeah, it was like the early Aku. Yeah, which is yeah kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with these time traveling sort of paradoxes. Eventually, if it gets righted at the end, uh, certain things go away, mm. which kind of leads us to the very end yes. of this last episode. And then so okay, Aku's dead, and then um, Ashi's. Because okay, time travel implications. You know, like Ashi feels Aku leaving her, and you're like, oh, what's gonna go? What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. And then it's just as a as a kind of a reflection, mm-hmm. or, or it's kind of a good. It's kind of like when how Lost started with um, Jack. Yes. Um, Jack's eyes opening and ends with Jack's eyes closing. Yeah, the which circular is like that sort of symmetry. Yes. So to come back around in Samurai Jack, from that time on, the whole episode is a music mo- like silent montage kind mm. of. Yes. So which is which reflects like how the first um, episode ended or like began really. Yeah, just long montages. Yeah, long monta- yeah. musical montages no of people dialogue. doing things. Yes. So we cut to. Um, Basically, Jack and Ashi getting ready to be married. Yes, in in feudal Japan, mm-hmm. and then she walks down the aisle, and then she collapses, mm-hmm. and and then oh yeah, shit's going down, mm-hmm. and he runs out. And he's like, and she like conveniently explains what's happening yeah, to him, yeah. mm-hmm. which she's like, I wouldn't have existed if you killed Aku. Yeah, now. yeah, I, and like she, she's a paradox. Being yeah. There. So she fades away. Yes. It ends on this brutal moment where he's just holding her like clothes. Yeah. Because she just disappeared. Yeah. And I then... mean, of all the shots in this new season, even the violent ones or yeah. whatever, that one made me wince the most. Yeah, it was yeah. sad. It, and was, it, yeah, just it like... hits you. And then it just ends in this melancholy like... Uh, he's away. alone. He's, com- yeah, he's, he's alone. Yeah, it cuts him in this dark forest. Yeah. And he's just like... And it ends, it's melancholy is the yes. word because he, it's sad, it's tragic. Yes. And then the ladybug, like a ladybug flies on his hand. Yes, that's it. And then he lets it go and it's a hint of, you know, that's the moment where Ashi realizes there's, he's, that he's good. Yes. That's the exact moment. Yes. So it plays like a nice like theme. Yes. But it implies that, okay, you know, despite these tragic things... Jack is gonna live on. Yeah, right. And that it, Jack still hasn't lost faith in humanity and nature and life. He will still always find a way. Yeah, he's not like a broken yeah. man like he was at the start of exactly. the season. And it it sort of is consistent with the truth that's throughout the whole series, where like relationships or friendships or whatever are ephemeral. Mm. They're just it's just temporary. Yes, like it's everything's kind of fleeting. Interesting. So. What did okay? What did you think of this ending? Because I, I have some, <laughs> I have some thoughts, but yeah, yeah. Well, I really, I loved the ending. I thought it was very beautiful. I was kind of confused that she dies sort of after the montage, and then there's a lag time. There's yeah. A, yeah, I mean that kind of. I was like, why? Why now? Yeah, is it because it's at the most tragic moment for it to happen? I guess it is. Yeah, that's why it sort of happens then. Yeah, but um, I was very, I was happy with how it ended. I had no complaints because, especially because I, I don't think I had any kind of I, I knew kind of you know he would defeat Aku and whatever, but I'd, I'd kind of hoped that 
he'd stay in the future and it would be implied he'd try and make a better future after mm. Aku was gone. Yeah. But the the way of him sending him back in time is also kind of a nice circular thing to the very start of the show where that's his whole mission. Yeah, that's right. And he does, and he gains things, and he loses things, and, you know, he ends in, a, in like, a sad place, obviously. Yeah. But it's sort of a zen place at the same time because he's not, like, broken at the end, you know. That's he's, right. He's melancholic, like you said. I don't know how I feel about this ending. Yeah. Just be just from the perspective of, you know, there is that lag time. Uh, I'm giving... Obviously, it's, it's great. It's a great ending. I just felt like I needed more from it. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I, I forgive a lot of its flaws just because it's an animated series. Yeah. And how the, you know, sometimes, you know, you just have to make do with what you have. It has a very limited amount of time to yeah. uh, wrap up yeah. its story, which encompasses, you know, so many characters. Yeah, I, I well. feel like um, I, I'm still from a perspective that he shouldn't have been able to go back to the past. Yeah. Like, did you did you find that unsatisfying? I did find that really unsatisfying and uh, kind of disappointing. It, it's kind of... This whole season has been very challenging. As yes. in, like, it challenges what you know and it challenges what Jack knows about uh, what life is about so far. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's forcing him to confront things that he never would have confronted in the, in the original series. Yes. And it's forcing us to grapple with themes that aren't as clear cut right yeah, yeah but then it wraps up in a way that is so this is a original animated series ending in a way this is the ending he wanted to do yeah in the original one i don't know whether the ashi stuff he would have found another way to do the time yeah. travel thing but you really feel like this was i want this ending i'm yeah. getting to this ending no matter what yeah it's, yeah. I can see how on some level it is kind of like oh that, like all these adventures and it's all gone like whatever yeah it's no well it's just really dis- disappointing because uh, in the end it's just still about this mission of going back to the past you know like I would have preferred it if he doesn't have the option yes to go back or if he has the option and he looks around at these people who have fought for him and are yeah. dying for him. And he realizes, and he realizes I like, have to honor these people Exactly. Now. This like, is my family or exactly. community. Like, and, you know, if yeah, he sees, like, Ashi there with him. Yeah. And he's, he realizes, you know, if he goes back to the past, these people will be gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And whatever evil Aku has done, they exist because of him. Yeah, yeah. He has and, his own responsibility to them as well. Yeah. And he's he's really spent most of his life with them, with them, and they died for him. Yeah, I mean, he, wouldn't his parents be like strangers to him at this point? Oh, well, I know actually because he's like older. But yeah. I wanted something less. Um, he didn't struggle. It's kind of like there was no struggle of him to should I kill Aku? Yeah, which he never considered the implication of yeah. things being kind of wiped out. I no. guess. But is it because he didn't know? Or I guess he's just... That goes back to his... He's a very single-minded man. Yeah, he is. So I guess it's in, on some level, it's consistent to his character, though. It is. I mean, I'm just thinking from... It is consistent. I'm yeah. just... From a, the show's point of view. Yeah. They, they, I feel like they could have made this... Um, they could have made this ending 
more profound than it is. Yeah, it's beautiful, it's tragic, but I I feel like they could have they could have went for more here. Yeah, yeah, because they've done so many like uh, unique, um, great things. In this season alone, that、mm-hmm. to end on such a weirdly conventional note, especially when、um, they kind of explicitly state in that season that all the time portals are destroyed. Yeah, so yeah. I thought they were saying, yeah, there's no way he's going back now, like because everything in that point of the season already had been, like you said,、yeah. very challenging. So I thought this is another hurdle, like he has to change his mission or he has to find a new path. Yeah. But I know he、um, just fulfills. <laughs> he fulfills his destiny, and yeah, and in 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 a sense, it feels like it feels as if, yeah, that's great. He did, and none of those people matter. Yeah, none of those people who were like, we'll just risk our whole family、mm-hmm. to save Jack. Yeah, they don't matter because they don't exist anymore. Well, they will exist. I mean, I don't know. Just much later. <laughs> well, <laughs> they won't be、no. the same people. Exactly, and, and it won't be the same. Like, that's like that's that's a kind、so、of erasure.、Important. Yeah, that's kind of an erasure in and itself because there's no Aku to. But at least they won't be born into an Aku world.、That's, Look, I yes, I understand. Yeah, I understand the implications for yeah. society. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. So they're not like wiped out. I don't think. I mean, they are white. Those individual people are wiped out, as if that boy is gonna grow up with those monkeys now. Yeah, that's true. I guess <laughs> yeah, certain things you know can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah look,、true. I it's a, I'll accept. They, I accept yeah, this yeah. ending. Yeah, but also they they I'm yearning for a more sophisticated ending.、Mm. But um, also I didn't mind that they were gone because they they probably knew they were gonna die. Going up against Aku at the end, they seemed ready to. I know. I. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But so you would have just been happy. This is a good rationale、yeah. for me to like it more, and、yeah. maybe I'll if I just think about that,、yeah. I, I'll try to. But <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, especially it's especially jarring when Ashi just. Why didn't she say like, "Oh, hey, you know, this means that I'll probably like fade away soon," instead、yeah. of like she just tells him, "Hey, explains to him why she's dying." When she's dying, that, that that was jarring to me because they didn't have to say anything. You would have just known. She doesn't have to say it. Yeah, and this is a show where they never say things. Well, they actually I mean, do. I mean, they say things, but like <laughs> usually, a lot of the stuff is sort of you know, it's subtext or、yeah. it's told through the visuals. So if she just fell down, collapsed, and faded away, you know, it's because she's a paradox. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah, we would know because、yeah. just play the music because they broke that. Music montage for that for an ex- exposition for exposition、yeah. and it feels wrong to me. Like I、yeah. felt it threw the rhythm off the what was going yeah, on. Yeah, because you know why? Because it's not about the character. It was about. Do you get it? Yeah. Do you understand、like, do you why understand? she's dying? You get it, right? She and they've done this a few times with uh, which you know this is what I mean where I forgive this show because it's an animated series that was for kids after all. Yeah, yeah. Because there are a few times where Samurai Jack would just. Say out loud what he's thinking, what he wants to do, yeah, and like what he's wondering about a situation, yeah. But when they didn't have to do that, yeah, yeah. especially with a more like grown-up audience, yeah. But yeah, if if she, you know, if you want to break the mo- beautiful montage that you have for dialogue, have something that's like meaningful. Jack, you know, we'll always have the ladybug, yeah, yeah, or some, some shit like that, yeah, yeah,、know? some something. What would you say if like that was your love and it was like your last moments? 
Uh, I wish they went from that from that point of view. Exactly. Instead of, well, I got to say what's happening. Yeah, because it, it essentially people at home might not know. It, yeah, it rubbed me the wrong way because it essentially erased. Obviously, it erased Ashi and it yeah. erased her sense of agency because her dying breath is explaining to him what's happening to her. It's yeah. not like I like I wouldn't have done it any other way. Yeah, you know, yeah, like something exactly. like that, where like it solidifies that she now has choices and yeah. she's happy with those choices. Yeah, it's which like is what you gave whole, me a chance to live. That's what the whole season was about. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic that she literally fights Black Goo to get her fucking agency, but it's, it's kind of taken away anyway because yeah. a writer wanted to put exposition in her. Yeah, mind. I would rather my ideal ending would be that Aku would be that they kill Aku in the present. Yes, in the future. Yes, yeah, where they already are. Yeah. It's a present for them because I guess. it also makes sense uh, for Aku as a character, what we know now. Yeah, because it, I don't know. It just we get we'll get more closure. Yeah, yeah, and that's because we've. It's kind of more satisfying that he dies after so many attempts. Exactly. But this is an Aku he's killing where he's just like what already? Yeah, <laughs> you know that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's just ah, uh, it's. I want more, but just yeah, I understand that. Yeah, what your problems with it? Because I, I had some of the same problems, mm. but um, I still I found the last shot satisfying. Yeah, with Jack and at least Jack, who we've been the most invested in, at least he has like all that knowledge of what happened and what he's done and whatever. Sure, but um, <laughs> because look, I I accept it. Like great. Yeah, it's a great, it's a good ending. It's you know, it's a B plus for me. Yeah, I agree. And but with them killing Aku in the future, what that would have done is erase any doubt of how time travel works. Yes. Because uh, okay, they never existed. Then wh- how did he get there? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, Ashley never existed. Then she was never there to help him. Yeah. To get to this point. Yeah. And then you get this whole like paradox situation. That's the thing with those time which is travel like movies. headaches when you try to think about it. But T- Terminator and Looper had the yeah, same kind of exactly. Thing. So you know, if he would have just done it in the future, it would saved him a lot of logic leaps. Yeah, like just pull that time travel trigger once. Exactly. Exactly. If you're gonna do it, but um. Overall, I I really liked it. I'll, yeah. I'll probably rewatch the whole series now. Like I might get like a whole set. Yeah, and just like just. Binge. It's a great animated series. Mm, it is, and uh, we might not see anything like it animated wise for a while because I hope. Well, I'll actually unique. recommend another Cartoon Network show that is very uh, progressive mm-hmm. and um, unique in its storytelling. It's Steven Universe. Uh, Have I've you heard, heard of that. that? Yes, I've heard it's of it. It's so good. It. It's created by Rebecca Sugar, who worked on a lot of uh, Adventure Time. Yes. But it's told in... It has this similar cosmic quality. Mm-hmm. And it's told in a way that mixes plot and drama and comedy so well. Mm-hmm. And it has the same... Uh, Thing of telling adult themes, yeah, mature themes in a to kids, yeah, in a kids setting, yeah, and um, without talking yeah, down to kids, yes, without yeah. talking down to kids, and great, there's great music, great action sequences, yes. Um, I would re- highly recommend this show and great mythology building. How many seasons are there of it? So far, I think three. Oh, okay, so but it's, it's still going. Relatively recent. Re- yeah, it's relatively new. Oh, but cool. yeah, if you're looking for something similar, I, I would say give like 
the ten episodes of the first season a go to see if you like it because、yes. it's only like ten minutes each. Each episode, really? Yeah. Oh wow! So that's very short. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, Steven Universe, check that out.、Oh, sweet. I'll I'll give a look. I haven't seen anything of it, but obviously I've heard about it. Yeah. I think. Well, we're gonna talk about Alien Covenant.、Mm-hmm. It's been we're like hour and forty three minutes in, so we might so take a break. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll we'll save that for the next episode. Yeah, of this podcast, an alien centric one, I guess. Yeah, we'll、uh, reference the other alien movies and Prometheus because I don't think you can really talk about Covenant without Prometheus, Prometheus, alien. aliens. Aliens. Yep.、I、alien mean, resurrection. Yep. Not even story wise, just. And how it's done, yeah, it's very much obviously influenced by all these other films. Yeah, so we'll、uh, get ready for that Alien Bonanza in our next episode. Yeah, we'll give that one hour long one, I guess. That, that well, well let's、out. not make any promises, but we'll see. I mean, we'll try to. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, um, is that it?、Um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Wrap it up. What do you guys think of、uh, Samurai Jack? What do you guys think of the alternate ending of Get Out? Or John Wick too.、Uh, let <laughs> us know in the comments wherever you're listening to this, or email us at howie at isolatednation dot com. And look out for the written John Wick two review. That's right. Until next time. Catch you guys later.